we are back for the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all the latest trending news and stories for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, you know, to help break everything down for the last week of February, moving into March uh, is when this will be out, the first week of March, I guess, technically. We have Tristan. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing good, except for, you know, uh, before the recording, I kept getting the name of the podcast mixed up. Uh, you know, I just rolled out of bed, so maybe I should have. seventh time recording this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is attempt number three or four. You know, I got so many podcast names, and we haven't done this one in a while. Uh, I guess it's been like a few weeks for us now, but we took a bit of I think of a the break. last time we did it was the Oscar announcement when they announced the nominations. That's fair, and that was two or three weeks ago, so I guess we're still kind yeah. of on par with where we were at. Maybe we're a week behind. But, anyways, uh, what, what's new with you, Tristan? Anything going on? Not too much. Not too much going on. No. Same old, really. How about for you? Anything new with you? No, just watching a lot of Batman movies in anticipation for the new Batman film. I am real stoked for this new Batman movie coming out. Yeah, we didn't really say I'm excited, um, but I'm optimistic. I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm excited anytime there's a new Batman movie coming out. That's fair. And this one looks like it's got all the promise in the world to be good, so I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm more so excited just to hang out with a bunch of friends that I don't normally see anymore unless we plan to watch a movie like Dune together. So I'm more so just excited to hang out with them and walk away from the movie and maybe talk about it. But yeah, I think the film's going to be pretty fun. I'm a big Robert Pattinson fan. Uh, Paul Dano as the bad guy sounds incredible casting choice. So yeah, I'm... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I think this is going to be a pretty fun Batman film. And, you know, we, we haven't had a good Batman film since what? Well, I guess since the Lego Batman, technically. But really since the, the Nolan trilogy, if we want to go all the way back to well, the live action. Lego Batman most definitely counts as a good Batman movie. <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know, we're talking about, like, a live action movie. Um, yeah, I guess it would be Dark Knight Rises back in, what, 2011, I believe? It's been almost a decade, if it hasn't already. So yeah, I'm 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 excited. And also, the Riddler hasn't really been used in a while. Obviously, there's Batman Forever, which I try to forget, and then there's Batman 1966, which I try to remember. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the Riddler. So this is kind of fun. I do feel the Riddler's been one of the more underutilized Batman villains. Well, actually, there's a lot of underutilized Batman villains, but Riddler's was definitely one of them. So I am really excited to see him back in action here on the big screen yeah, and hopefully with a more sinister and evil riddler that we got with the jim carrey it's more funny and goofy style yeah yeah this is definitely a different take from the other two because the other two are very goofy and very wacky they're very campy very very corny you yeah. know and yeah this one's going to be anything but so it, it i guess that's what i'm more interested in in this take of the riddler but yeah uh, you know, he's already had two showings. This is going to be his third. I feel like it'd be tough to say he's underutilized compared to someone like Clayface. Come on. Well, you're just, me and you are both just big Clayface fans. That's all. We're, we've been harping for a Clayface entry into the Batman movies ever since we learned about Clayface in the Lego Batman video game. I think ever since then, we've been harking to see him on the big screen. And I don't yeah. know why they don't. I think he's a lot more interesting than a lot of the ones they do choose. At the very beginning of this podcast, a little, you know, for the 
anybody here that's not one of the OG listeners of Pop Topic, me and when we used to have Well Dog as the co-host, I believe it was the very first month we did this podcast, or if not, it was pretty close to the beginning, where they announced they're making this Batman film, and they're going to have Robert Pattinson as Batman. We were talking about if we thought he was good or not. I only saw Twilight at that time, so I thought, oh, wait, 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 wait. he's going to play Vampire Bat, what's the point? Uh, you know, now I've changed on that opinion. But we both were saying, because uh, they didn't announce the villain yet, what would be a good villain And we were both pushing for Clayface? All the way back at the beginning. Uh, so the Batman film, it's finally here in a week's time, Tristan. And we've come full circle. We still want Clayface, and we're still not getting him. Maybe they're saving Clayface for the epic sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have announced already that they're working on a sequel. So Have they? I like that. Wow, they got more faith. Warner Brothers has more faith in this Batman movie than they did in Dune. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, to be fair, though, one of them uh, has superpowers and was one of the most successful trilogies of all time. Uh, so, and yeah. the other one's based on a, a really old book that most people haven't read and a movie that flopped in the 70s. Yeah, and from a director that is known for making great films, but you know, but his Blade Runner movie flopped in the box office. So no Apparently matter- it's really good, though. It is. I, I've, I've seen all, the, all of his films. Oh, I haven't seen the Blade Runner ones yet. I, I feel like I'd like them, but I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I watched I've all heard- of his films because I just did a ranking for it, which will actually drop a few days after this podcast drops. I just did the, oh, the podcast for right. it. Yeah, I think I've seen most of his movies, but I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I'm excited for that. I've seen Arrival, which he also did. He's kind yeah. of done like three sci-fi epics in a row here. And they, um, I really liked Arrival a lot. Yeah, yeah, Arrival is really, really good. Uh, Blade no Runner is really good as well. Of the three, how do you rank them? Oh, that'd be a spoiler for the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we'll try and keep, yeah, we'll try and, you know, get some people excited for the podcast. Um, but I will say that uh, an underrated gem, at least, and one that I personally loved uh, was his film Incendies, which is one of the lesser known movies. Never heard of it. Yeah, see, it's, it's very unknown. But if you ever find a chance to watch Incendies, Tristan, it is probably one of the darkest films I've ever seen. Like, it was, it was brutal. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's in French. He made it when he was in Quebec. Like, like it's, a, it's a Canadian movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I feel like most people haven't seen it. But, you know, I feel like you, most people haven't. Yeah, but if you uh, you can read subtitles, uh, you know I recommend it. I that's a difficult task to do here, Clinton. You want me to read ninety minutes? I don't know. Yeah, uh, there was at least three moments where I think my jaw was literally just open, like just in shock. It it, it kept just so many gut punches. Uh, Great film, but that that's just Denis Villeneuve for you. I like how we brought up Dune for a second, and now we're on a full Denis Villeneuve tangent. Denis Villeneuve is amazing. This yeah, guy exactly. is a real talent. Uh, talking about Dune isn't, you know, it's, it's not too crazy for today because we're going to be mostly discussing a lot of the Oscar uh, reveals that we've had since the nominations. It wasn't just the nominations they revealed, Tristan. Uh, there's really been three big headlines they've had over the last two and a half weeks. And, you yes. know, uh, I, I think the Oscars are kind of fucking losing it here. Well, we can talk about the first one, and that's going to obviously be the Oscar hosts. So I think me and you briefly actually talked just off podcast when we were hanging out with the family on a call once. We briefly talked about it. But what, what's your thoughts on the 
trio of female co-hosts. You know, the first time they've ever had three female co-hosts run the Oscars. Have they ever had three hosts before even? Like, I know uh, they've done Yes, apparently they have. People. Yeah, yeah, there's been three hosts before. Alright, alright. Three hosts feels... I think I prefer just two in general. I think two works the best, because they can, like, but, vamp off Like, one other. is a little weird, because I think it's best when you have someone to bounce off of and off of, but you know... I think three maybe should be a little a little too many personalities, too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe. Uh would you have three three hosts? And the three they chose feel very like I I can't remember them. I only remember Amy Schumer. That's the only one I remember. Who are the other two I cannot remember the life? Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes. I I'm not really familiar with either of their works. Or at least not their names. Oh well I told you Wanda Sykes plays the skunk in Over the Hedge. Oh, right. Well very impressed by her work then. That, that was a landmark performance. <laughs> and so I'm pretty happy with her. But I, I felt this with Amy Schumer. It feels almost a little past her heyday, maybe. Like, she doesn't feel like, like, this would make a lot more sense for like 2015, 2016, 2017. But 2023 or 2022, I mean, this feels like a late pick. It feels, it feels almost like Amy Schumer. When was the last time she was in the movie? I can't even yeah. think of her last movie she was in. Was it, it like that Whiskey Tango Fox movie that came out in like 2000? And- 17, I think, 18, maybe. I guess the thing. It feels like a weird pick. It just feels like she's not really in the cultural zeitgeist as much anymore as she was. Whereas the rumored picks are like Zendaya or Tom Holland or The Rock. I, I'm sure all three of them turned it down. That's why they didn't go with them. But uh, they are obviously much more relevant in today's movie sphere than, than the ones that they picked. I think that's what I was most shocked by, just how kind of irrelevant they felt. Yeah, Zendaya would have been my choice, but I think. I think Zendaya would have been yeah, out of She the was movie. in Spider-Man and Dune, like yeah. the blockbuster, like the big financial success, and then really like the big critical success of both those films. And I just think she has a really great personality. I think she would really yeah. shine on stage. I think Zendaya would, would have been a, a phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, she would have been really good. And then, you know, The, the Rock's always a good go-to choice, even though he didn't really do anything that big in this year, except for um, Red Notice. Jungle Cruise? Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's had two big ones as well, you know. Uh, the financial success of Jungle Cruise and the critical success of Red Notice. Uh, he's the same yeah, thing. Exactly. And, I mean, he's probably just, like the most loved man in Hollywood right yeah. now. Like, everyone loves The Rock, so he would be an easy pick. Yeah, they could put him on any year. And even if he has nothing going on that year, he'd still be perfect. Yeah, he's, he's oh, really great. Love, yeah, people just yeah. love The Rock. Yeah, I think this would have been a good Zendaya year. Maybe even something like Andrew Garfield, who was in... Oh, Garfield would have been phenomenal. Yeah, he's really charming as well. Uh, there, there's, there's no buzz about him, though. I was throwing that out. But he's also nominated for one of the films. So that probably wouldn't really work. Yeah, I think you can't be the host if you're nominated for one. Yeah, and then there was a rumor that they were also going to have a group of three. But the three would have been Steve Martin, Martin Lawrence, and Selena Gomez. I believe those are the three that were in... That Disney Plus TV show. The only murderers in the building. Yeah. But then it conflicted with their uh, shooting of the, the, the second season or something like that. Yeah, apparently there's some scheduling conflicts. So they turned it so That three sounds a lot more fun than the three we ended up with. Yeah, and Steve Martin has done the Oscar, has been the Oscar host before. So yeah, he's, he's had a lot of experience with it. And those three together have like a connection. They were all part of that show, right? These three don't really have a connection. And like you said, they don't really, they're not really movie stars. And that's kind of what the Oscars is for. Yeah, they just kind of feel like weird picks for the Oscars. Once again, not really any critique to them as individuals or their talent as hosts. Just more so weird picks for the Oscars for this year. It didn't really feel like, I think the host should maybe someone that is representative of 
these landscape in movies at least somewhat. Uh, some movies at least relevant in the movie landscape of this past year, particularly someone who's not themselves going for Oscar. It's a really good spot for you to put those big movie stars that the casual audience loves and knows, but aren't really nominated for any any Oscar picks. Uh, like Zendaya, like The Rock, like Tom Holland, but they didn't they didn't capitalize on that and said they should it with not big movie stars that most people don't really know, and I don't feel like having these hosts be headlining the Oscars is going to help bring any viewers. I don't think this is going to, people are tuning the TV on to tune into these three to host the Oscars. But if it was Zendaya hosting the Oscars or Selena Gomez hosting the Oscars, people most definitely would. Yeah, and that's another really big issue with mine because we'll talk about the other two big headlines, but the other two big reveals that they've had over the last few weeks have been about how can we get you know, casual viewers that don't care about the Oscars to watch. And I think having A-list hosts is one of those big ones. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I took away, Tristan. When I saw these other two pieces of news, I went, okay, clearly they just want to get randos to watch the Oscars. Then why the hell did they pick these three to host? Like, that's what they care about way more than, uh, you know, a Twitter vote and some of the awards not even being on the show. Like, I don't know what their plan is. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Clearly... They wanted Zendaya or The Rock, and they couldn't get them. I don't know. I Amy Schumer was their third get. Like that was the third one on their list. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think she'd be probably a little further down on my list than third place. Like if if their entire goal is to just get butts and seats, to just get people to throw their show on, how far down this list did they go to get to Amy Schumer? Like, like no offense, I'm sure there's some Amy Schumer fans out there. Um, there, there's also a lot of Amy Schumer haters right like i don't think she's really one that's gonna bring a lot of people are outspoken with their distaste for amy schumer and her style of calm yeah so you know it's interesting i'll say that you know i I like wanda sykes you know i've seen clips of her stand-up before like she's more of a stand-up comedic which i think works well for you know, uh, hosting an Oscars because you're on stage as well cracking jokes so they oftentimes go with stand-up comedians or just like Comedians yeah. in general, like Jimmy Kimmel or yeah. or Ellen DeGeneres type type characters, which works, uh, and they, they typically do quite well because they're pretty funny, just naturally with you know their delivery of things, and so they make it very humorous, and entertaining. But unlike Jimmy Kimmel, was it Kimmel or Fallon? I get the two of them mixed up. I do and too. Yeah, uh, and Ellen DeGeneres, they have big followings and they're big names across you know North America. Everyone knows who Ellen DeGeneres and Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon are. Most people don't really know who Wanda Sykes is. That's not quite a household name. So the next thing that they announced was the, the, the Twitter vote. Uh, we get a vote for the Twitter's favorite film of the year. Uh, they're not going to be announced for an Oscar, but they'll get a little segment during the Oscar show. It's uh, basically an honorary Oscar or whatever, right? It's not like a real It's basically like people's choice uh, yeah. segment of the Oscars. And this is sort of like instead of a couple of years ago, the big movie or best blockbuster category into the Oscars. Everyone like that is stupid and ridiculous. What was it called? Best popular film, I think. That was the best popular film. But this is just like a way better version, way better way to do that. And now it's just like a fan vote, um, which I think's the better of the two. Especially how no one's going to consider this a real Oscar at all. It's very much just an honorary, you know, Oscar of sorts, more so than anything else. And I always love it when audience get to vote because they vote for the most ridiculous things rather than what you would expect, which I love. 
Yeah, this is probably the one that angers me the least of the three announcements. No, this one doesn't anger me at all. It's this fine. Yeah, it's it's pretty stupid and pointless. But if it's just something they want to do, like they clearly, like you said, they had they try to for a sec go for the best popular Oscar. So they've clearly was- wanted to do this for a few years now. And if this is what they decided on, I, this is better than an actual Oscar. Uh, this is fine. I have no issue with this at all. It's basically just stupid. Like this, th- this will be the moment. I hope it's late in the Oscar ceremony, so I've had a few drinks at that point, and I can have like a good laugh when Cinderella. I hope they did what they did last year by not putting Best Picture last, and said they want to do Best Best Lead Actor last. I think they should do Fan Pick very last. Like, big hurrah at the very end. You quickly shuffle off the Best Picture winner, right? Play the music real quick on them, and then you bring in the very last and most important award, the Fan Pick. That's where I think they should put this. I wouldn't like that at all. You want them to shuffle off Power of the Dog for winning, be- like being actually the best picture, and then just do like a little yeah. shout out and to Cinderella. And then you bring out Camila Cabello for Cinderella. And I think that's whatever it would be. Oh my God. No, that's, that's a nightmare. Maybe right before <laughs> Best Picture. Like, you know. It, it'd still be better than last year's Oscars, I tell you that. Yeah, that, that's fair. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's fine. It's just gonna, I'll have a good laugh when I'm drunk and Cinderella or army of the dead those are the two lead contenders those are the right? two going for it and i so i haven't seen cinderella but i'm really rooting for it because i think it's the funnier because yeah. army of the dead is just fucking boring ass snyder fans getting what they want again and i don't like those guys but cinderella is just hilarious it's ridiculous yeah i'm rooting for cinderella as well i've seen cinderella and it is truly dreadful like, i really want to watch it. i'm for sure going to give it a watch <laughs> yeah um so we obviously we've done the the ranking of 60 films from 2021 you know the podcast is already out i don't know why it wasn't yeah i was just gonna say both of these movies that are in the lead contender for best popular film really from the film twitter community or i guess just twitter as a whole not really film twitter itself but for you know the two films leading right now i think they're both in my bottom 10 or 15 of the year like they're, they're, they're both bad but the fact that they're leading is quite hilarious because it seems so obvious Tristan that they did this to try and get like a this was meant to be like a Spider-Man shout out yeah Spider-Man was the presumed winner of this when they made the cast I thought so yeah I thought it was a guarantee um, but I if, you, think what, they did if you know anything about internet voting anytime any company does this let the internet vote for something it always goes to some ridiculous answer because Trolls on 4chan get involved, and then they just jump into the poll and just keep voting every day. They're the most dedicated voters, and there's so many of them, that whatever ridiculous answer they pick always wins. Uh, Internet Historian has a whole bunch of really great YouTube videos on that. Like when a uh, Pitbull was going to go to any, any Walmart in the world and perform a concert. They sent him to the most remote Walmart in Anchorage, Alaska. He went up to Alaska to perform a concert. That's awesome. Or when Mountain Dew let the, the Twitter vote for a... Uh, the new flavor of the their green apple Mountain Dew. You can, you can vote for whatever you want it to call. The number one answer was Hitler did nothing wrong. Yeah, this is pretty much just going to be, you know, uh, a Cinderella voters. I mean, do you think they're going to, like, say, like, oh, these were the top five voters and then announce the winner? Are they going to? I hope they narrow down to the top five. That'd be fine. I'd just be interested to know what came, like, third and fourth and stuff. So I, I hope so. I think if Cinderella or Army of the Dead actually win, I think they'll announce the top five because they, they, they just want to announce Spider-Man somewhere, right? They want to acknowledge that it was... Well, if Spider-Man doesn't make top five. Then, then, they won't, then they won't acknowledge the top five. <laughs> they are not going to say the top five if, if Spider-Man's not there. They're not going to be like, all right, so the 
best five films, according to uh, the viewers, is Kissing Booth 3, Cinderella, yeah. Army of the Dead, Music, and Dear Evan Hansen. All oh, right. yeah. And the uh, winner is Cinderella. Yeah, and I don't think, yeah, they're not going to bring it up if uh, Spider-Man doesn't even make the cut. I am surprised of all the joke picks that they could have went for. They went for Cinderella over Dear Evan Hansen or something. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a joke pick, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think they probably would have went with... I don't think it's going to be like a Bellow stands. I don't think there's enough of them. I really don't. I think the beginning was the uh, Kim and Bellow stands, all That's voted. Fair. And as soon as the headline said that it is up there with Army of the Dead for the polls, then I think the trolls took over. They went, all right, this is the horse we're back in. That's fair. That's probably what they did. It probably got big at first, and then they all jumped on board. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they voted the first two days as part of this wave because they're all of her fans want to throw five votes in. And then, yeah, I think the trolls took the reins from there. I think they just needed the head start. But, you know, I, I think this is fine. Is it going to be meaningful in any way? No. Is it going to bring viewers interest? And this is the big question because they clearly did this to try and get all of the billion spider-man heads to show up and watch their show are they going to get a boost in ratings because we're going to watch cinderella i don't think i don't think very many people want to turn the tv on just because this is now a category most i don't think really that many people will remember that this is a category prior to like being announced or shown on the thing there's not just nominations for it or people are really pushing for it and it was big when it was first got announced but even now i don't see talking about it any very much anymore so I think by the time the Oscars come around, it won't be that big. But I think after the Oscar ceremony, when it's announced who wins, I think that's going to blow up on Twitter. And everyone will be talking about the winner of the best popular, popular picture and how ridiculous it was that either Cinderella or Army of the Dead won and how much of a joke it is. And I think that's going to get the Oscars talked about a whole bunch. I do think it'll help the Oscars in the long run. But I don't think it'll help with viewership count. I think more so just being talked about on Twitter and the public zeitgeist in general, which is always a good thing nonetheless. But I think having the better hosts or big-name hosts would have been a bigger pull for getting people to turn the TV on, because then you always have the ads playing on TV. Join us live for the Oscars on Sunday, starring your favorite, you know, Kevin Hart or whoever's hosting the Oscars, and it shows them on TV, and that brings people in, more so than just one category that, you know, you don't really advertise categories yeah, I, I don't think any of these attempts that they're doing is going to get any viewers in. So, you know, I think maybe if they had Zendaya, that could have done it. But uh, these... Yeah, I think that would, be, that would probably would have done the yeah. most for them. These that, ideas... and I heard that they're locked in some contract, and that's why they're still on cable TV. But getting off cable would be the biggest help, I would think. Getting on some sort of, whether it be on YouTube Live or some sort of streaming platform, or getting off cable network would do the absolute most for them that it could. That's easily the biggest thing holding the background. Yeah, let's talk about that now. I'm glad you brought this up because a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a couple months at this point, uh, I think it was in December, me and you sat down and discussed how to fix the Oscars. And our number one solution was it has to be on a streaming service. It has to be easily accessible because the second people have to start finding the channel and looking up where it is. Well, a lot of people, I don't even have cable. I've never yeah. had cable. You know what I mean? I'm never going to have cable. I don't care for it. Yeah, so the they have only to... thing I would walk on cable is is the Oscars, and that's once a year. So I'm not going to get it for that one time a year. But if it was like a pay-per-view stream even, I would pay for the one pay-per-view a year. You know, if it was on YouTube or stream or, or, or anything, you know, Netflix, whatever, that's all way more doable than cable. And that's a lot 
I don't know. I get they're still stuck to a contract, but yeah, getting off of the cable network would would, would really really help. Yeah, so I actually looked up the contract. I wanted to see okay. how long they're stuck with uh, ABC on the cable news network. They're there until 2028, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was only like two or three more years. No, no, no. They, they are here. Which means I them. think they signed a 10-year contract, which means they signed that in 2018. Uh, they signed a 12-year contract. They signed it in 2016. Okay, that's a little more understandable then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think they signed at the worst possible time because 2016, they probably still thought, okay, we're still prevalent. We're still getting a lot of views. But pretty much right after they signed that contract is when it started going really downhill. I, I think what this really shows is how the problem with 12-year contract. You're locked in for 12 years? Yeah. That's a large amount of time that anything could happen. Yeah, they aren't even halfway through their contract right now, and it's it's not looking. They're not even halfway through their contract, and they've we've already seen a complete shift in the way people watch television, where everyone's cut the cord and just on streaming. A full on pandemic and possibly World War Three, and they're not even halfway through the freaking contract. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're like a year or two away from being halfway through it. But it's it's gonna take a while. Like after twenty twenty eight, like it might just be too late at that point. But really. If at 2028, they sign another I contract. Wait, I, you know, like, at this point, I think it'll really depend on how much viewership they have this year. Because last year was abysmal. And if you want to chalk last year up to the pandemic or whatever you want to call it, last year's numbers, didn't they only have like less, like just over like 2 million viewers? No, they had 9 million. It was just under double digits. Right. But like three years ago, they had over 30 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It was a huge drop. Even the year before, they were at 22, I think. So they lost yeah. over half. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrifying. So it, they need to really bump it up this year. It, even if they stay roughly at 9 to 11 million, like that's still too low. Like they need to get back to at least like 18 to 20 million. Like they need to come back up. And, you know, they're, they're trying. They're trying a lot of stuff here. Uh, they just announced that they are going to be removing eight of the awards from the live show, and they're going to record it an hour before while we're watching the red carpet, you know, like the, the whole warm-up before the Oscars. That's when they're going to have the celebration for eight of the awards, and then they're going to edit it into the live show. That, that, that's going to be the plan for this award. But and wouldn't we all already know the winners off Twitter? We would. Yeah. That's freaking stupid. And because they're worried it would leak, the Oscars have said on their Twitter account they will announce the awards on Twitter. Yeah, I figured they'd announce it live. It's going to leak. Yeah, so they're just going to tweet the winners. And then when the live show is on, we'll then quickly watch the edited segment of that winner that we already knew an hour and a half ago. That's stupid. Why don't they just get rid of the red carpet section and just have that being shown live? Yeah, this is the worst of the three stories here, Tristan. This, no, this is actually terrible. I, I, I can't understand why they thought this was a good idea. I can't grasp it. Hopefully this year just bombs and then they reverse it next year. Yeah. Uh, and you, we, I like to blame the Oscars for, oh, how stupid the Oscars are. But I think the Academy was pretty clear in their letter. They wrote a letter about this new change. In the very beginning, it said, we talked to movie fans... Uh, voters, 
and our partner company. And the fact that they brought up that they that ABC was uh one that brought it up, it makes it very clear to me at least that ABC was the one that wanted this. Like this was like they are have a hand in how the Oscar show is on their platform. Uh ABC is just going to help butcher the academy at this point cuz I think ABC is just desperate to get as many views as possible. And you know, uh are people that excited for some of these categories, I guess? Like according to ABC and the Academy, they are not. If they really want to increase viewership here, just do what the video game awards does and drop new trailers for video games throughout the, the show. Like, if they drop the new Marvel trailer or a new Star Wars trailer in the middle of the Oscars, you know what I mean? People will tune in for that. I would. And that's a really good idea, Tristan. Honestly, that actually is. Um, I know. It's a genius. Yeah, it is a genius idea. And they, they kind of do it, but it's not really like a thing thing, right? It's just something that will pop up every now and then. I remember last year, during the Oscars, they dropped the first trailer for West Side Story. Right, but that was just West Side Story that did that. Yeah. It wasn't like the Oscars. West Side Story started marketing, like, tune into the Oscars, you will see the first trailer for West Side Story. And I think West Side Story was really promoting that more so than even the Oscars were. Yeah, and, and that's not really, like, a, you know, a movie that's going to get people to show up if they aren't already showing up. Like, the old white guys that are watching the Oscars, they're already watching it, and that's kind of what West Side Story is for. But, like like you said, a Star Wars trailer, a Marvel, of course... Would Disney ever do it? I, I don't think Disney cares about the Oscars. I don't think they ever will. Yeah, I don't know if they would ever want to do it. But even, like, maybe Dune. Like, what if Dune's first trailer last year dropped during the Oscars? Like, that's more of a exactly. blockbuster that also appreciates the Oscars, right? Like, I think that is... And then on the other side, why wouldn't movie companies want to premiere their, their trailers first at the Oscars, where everyone watching it is an avid and active movie fan? Yeah, it is a good idea. Even casual fans turning into the Oscars are the more people who are more, you know, who like movies more, right? People who have no interest in movies at all never tune into the Oscars. Why would they? You know, even more casual movie fans that tune into the Oscars are there because they love movies and want to see what movies will win. And so why wouldn't you want to advertise to those movie fans? Yeah, and Disney doesn't seem to care as much about the Oscars, but companies like Warner Brothers does. Like, they're very into King Richard and Dune. Like, like they get involved a lot. Why aren't they dropping Black Adam this Oscars? Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Drop a flash trailer. You know, crazy people go for a flash yeah. trailer if you drop a, yeah. a freaking Oscars. Yeah, we could drop a. Yeah, you could drop one of the superhero films. Netflix could drop a couple trailers. Like, we have no information about. Obviously, this is Apple, but we have no information about Killer of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese's next film. Everyone is waiting for a trailer. Just drop that during the Oscars. That's exciting. Netflix could drop a movie or two. Like, you know, these are companies that are involved. And I get, like, I wouldn't want the Oscars to ever turn into the Video Game Awards. The Video Game Awards is brutal. It's more of a press conference. And then they interrupt the press conference with five minutes of handing out awards where they hand out, like, six awards in five minutes. And back to just being, like, a press conference where they're showing new stuff. But the Oscars, since it's not, since it's on network cable still, it has commercial breaks in it. Why are those commercial breaks full of just antidepressant ads and, and, you know, ads for Doritos when it could be, you know, actual movie ads for brand new movies coming out. As we point out, West Side Story's already done this. I think there is typically one or two small movies a year that do put their ads on the Oscars. But the Oscar ads are nothing like Super Bowl ads. They're not like a big thing. I don't know there isn't a big push for more movie announcements to be made during the Oscar ad breaks. There should be. There really should be. But we can quickly talk about the eight categories here. It's the three shorts, uh, animated shorts, uh, live action short and documentary short. And of course, the three shorts get the boot first. They've been, yeah. you know, 
They've been on the people have in the, the award for a while now. They, most people yeah. are. Most of, the, of all the awards, are the ones that even the people who like the Oscars. Honestly, even me, you know. I don't care. I'd love the show. Oscars. And, and I get excited about all these awards, and I don't want any of them to get like the short end I, of the I like stick. the animated short normally. Like, but I, like, I typically watch most of the animated short entries. If something's going to get the short end of the stick, make the shorts. Honestly, I, I actually think they should have done this a while ago. Have the three shorts just quickly, like, you know, it's literally a short. Shorten their time on stage. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. Um, but it's the rest of them that I have more of an issue with. The makeup, rest of them are ridiculous. Yeah, makeup and hairstyling, film editing, original score and production design so that's oh oh, yeah. oh and, and then sound i forgot about sound but and sound yeah, yeah that's that sucks those yeah. are a lot of big words like score is huge production design score editing, is huge massive yeah those are the three that are the big mistakes in my mind film editing tristan literally last podcast i had a good little minute, a minute or two tangent about how film editing is one of the most important categories because it kind of shows who's going to win best picture because they're always connected. And film editing is always such a great category. I love a lot of the winners for that category. Like Whiplash, come on. That was a great win. So yeah, film editing, getting the short end of the stick sucks. And this year, film editing has some great nominees this year. Yeah. The Even yeah, they Tick Tick got the film editing nom. Even a Tick, Tick, Boom, which doesn't get Best Picture, got the worthy editing nom, as it should. But now it'll just be shuffled off quickly on the freaking free show when the red carpet premiere is going on. Yeah. I hate the red carpet premiere. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really watch it. I have it in the background. I think I have it on mute. I typically have it on while I'm just waiting for the show to start. Yeah. And then most of these, as you can tell, is things that aren't super well-known when you're watching a film, right? Like, you're not watching a movie going, oh, yeah, that's a really good score, unless you're one of us, I guess, that watches a lot of films. Unless you're a freaking loser. Like, uh, <laughs> I do do it a lot. I, I, is that, I do it with score in particular. I love okay. a good movie. Yeah, I, just, I, do, I notice it a lot. I've, I, I get, maybe it's because I'm watching more and more movies, but the more movies I watch, the more I notice the little, the little intricacies about the score. Like, it's so, the score is so crucial to a film. It's awesome. Um, but, you know, to the casual viewer, are they going to really notice the score? Are they going to pay attention to the production design, makeup? Like, you think they would, but I guess compared to song, how did song not get in the bottom eight be, is beyond me. I think because they still want the live performances. Yeah, throughout. and they've yeah. announced they're doing the live performances. So they're doing all these, perf- they're, they're going to have five. I'm glad about that, though. I love the live performance. Yeah, but they're going to do five performances now and not have these on stage. So, you know, I guess. No, they should keep the five performances, get rid of the three hosts, and then have these back on stage. <laughs> yeah, They can yeah. save time if they cut down on the number of hosts they have. We don't need Amy Schumer and these other two ladies to do stupid runoff bits. Cut those. And put the shorts back on the big screen. Yeah. It is a little uh, kind of insulting, really, to think, okay, look at these editors. Look at the people that made the production designs, the, 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 the makeup artists. Picture them right now, right? They were just told that their awards aren't worthy enough or important enough in filmmaking to not be on stage. But don't worry. You know what is important enough? Cinderella winning best Twitter poll. That must suck to be them right now. Yeah. Like, that's just a shitty feeling. Uh, yeah, I- I'm excited to see Cinderella win because it'd be hilarious. But like that is a like that that's really insulting that the Academy just goes, eh, your your branch isn't that important, right? Yeah, um, it's only yeah. 
production design. Yeah, it is a bit of a red flag here that they have the editing category out of these bottom eight, but they plan on editing these awards into the live show. So I'm a little, you know, I don't have much faith in how well this is going to be edited if they clearly don't give a fuck about editing. But uh, the one that I think is like the biggest blow, we kind of briefly talked about Tristan, but score. Let's quickly just touch on score here. Best score includes Hans Zimmer, who is pretty much a lock to get his second Oscar, his first Oscar since The Lion King. He, he only has one Oscar? He only has one Oscar. This is his, What? Yeah. The man's prolific. Exactly. One of the greatest composers of our generation. Obviously, John Williams is first. He's probably John second. Williams, yeah. He is probably... Michael Giacchino is really good, too. Who? Michael Giacchino. He does a lot of the Pixar stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One quite a few. But come on. This guy is finally here to get his second Oscar. He has waited over two decades, Tristan. And yeah. he's not going to have a live showing he's not going to go up on stage he's you know they're going to cut it we'll see a segment of his speech uh they've said that they're going to have a they're going to show a bit of the speech we're not going to see his whole speech we're not going to see a man who has waited over two decades to win his second oscar his first what's, he nominated, action for oscar. what's he nominated for this year dune oh fuck right of course he is getting fucked so hard this is act like it's insulting it's actually crazy to me that one of the greatest composers is getting so fucked in the ass right now. Like, that, that's ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I, I, it just sucks. Like, if I was Hans it's Zimmer right now. Ridiculous. I'm really mad about it. I, I think these for Yeah. I hope this Oscar ceremony bombs so they bring him back next year. But even if they do bring it back, that would still suck that he has waited over two decades, finally won again. For an incredible score, for an incredible. Yeah, but you know, I have, it, I have no doubt in my mind, he's going to win another one. So I'm, I'm not too worried. Oh, you think? Okay. All right. I hope you, so. You don't, think, you don't think he's been spitting out phenomenal school. I know. It took two. Now. You think he's going to yeah. stop anytime soon? Well, it took two decades for them to acknowledge this one. It might take a, another two decades. Yeah, but John Williams is going to stop too much. We'll put him at the number one spot. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. We're just waiting John for John Williams. Williams. Yeah. That man's been around. Yeah, yeah. When Williams hits the grave, is uh, Hans Zimmer's time to shine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sucks. I just don't understand the score one. I don't understand any of them, to be fair, like except for maybe like the shorts. But especially score, because the like it's such a set in stone winner that is gonna be such a great moment. Like, come on, when he's I don't know, it feels like such a give me. What if he loses? Will will it make it better if he ends up losing? If he ends up losing, I'm gonna start putting my tinfoil hat on and saying they knew all this time, that's why they're trying to hide it, right? They're trying to Edit it off because Hans Zimmer lost. Except we knew that they don't know because if they did know last year, yeah, yeah, but no. best lead actor last. Yeah, they 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 have no idea. That last year proved definitively that people who make the yeah. Oscar ceremony have no idea who the winners are. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we can take our tinfoil hats off after last year. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, the fact. He's not going to go on stage. Well, well, you know, he'll go on stage. We just won't be there when, you get, when he does. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. They're trying to shorten it, I guess. But, heck, if they want to have all five songs, if they want to have the Twitter poll, if they want to have three hosts, why don't they just make it 30 minutes longer, Tristan? There's already three hours. But do you think someone's going to be like, like, the only people watching nowadays is just people that like the Oscars. I think a casual viewer isn't going to watch it, Tristan, and go, oh, 
I'll go check it out. I like Amy Schumer. I like Twitter polls. I like ours. production design. Yeah. So this is perfect for me. I've never heard of score in my life. What is that? Is, is that like what you get when you throw a puck in the net? I don't know what this is. Um, okay, they got rid of it? Sure, I'll, I'll show up now. They, they, they got songs? Wow, and it's only three hours, not three and a half? Okay, all right, I'll, I'll tune in now. Like, I don't, is, is, who, who's showing up because of all these changes? I don't know. I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. People who are watching, like, I'll watch if it was four hours. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care, but I'm also a big movie buff. Yeah. And I get the longer it is, the less people are going to be inclined to watch it. But I, I don't think throwing these awards that, like, do they really care? Like, I've heard an argument that someone said, yeah, sure, they're assuming, you know, a, a normal Spider-Man viewer probably doesn't understand what production design means, right? So instead yeah. of just like brushing it under the rug, why don't they have like a quick little segment uh, while they're like getting the people up on stage and, you know, getting ready to, to award the show, have like a quick one minute segment to show like behind the scenes of the five nominees. Like, oh, let, let's show them like a set of If you don't know what production design is, you're probably not watching the office. <laughs> yeah, but they're getting, re- they're kind of brushing these, the, the technical awards, I guess, score and editing and production design under the rug because yeah even though i have for the longest time now i've cared more about score and production design and editing than i have about supporting actor and actress yeah i care more about yeah a lot of these awards and some of the bigger awards quote-unquote like honestly best picture is probably going to be one of the most least exciting awards of the year similar to nomadland right like we, we kind of know the winner it's going to be a fun time power of the dog is less of a lock than nomadland it's less of a lock but i'd still call it a lock like, Nomadland, I'd give, like, a 95% chance at winning. Like, it was, uh, this, I'd give, like, an 85. Like, I, like I, I think it's very guaranteed. But I guess there's more wiggle room. But, yeah, that's uh, pretty much everything for the uh, three big, no- uh, you know, reveals here. We'll see how the Oscars play out. But, you know, I'm not expecting to love it. I'm hoping it blows me away. I hope we get a Cinderella win. And I hope that we have, uh, you know, a good speech from Hans Zimmer. That, that's all I pretty much want. I hope it's still going to be a fun show. I'm still looking forward to it. I look forward to I'm still excited. I hope it's going to be fun. And like the really exciting awards, the ones I have no idea who's going to win, they're still in the main show. Like, you know, Hans Zimmer's kind of a lock. I, oh, yeah, Quentin? Who's going to win best live action short? <laughs> I thought you knew these ones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, I, I know nothing about the shorts. So I guess that's a good point. Um, but I also just don't really care about them. <gasps> how dare you yeah but like you know sounds for dune i guess dune's getting the short end of the stick here right yep yeah it really is like dune's not having any like dune's not winning director because it wasn't even nominated it's not going to win what any of the four performances because none of those are nominated it's not going to win best I hope picture. It wins all the, the show the oscars that aren't on air and then it wins best picture and everyone who just watched the show was like wait how the hell did it win Best Picture if it won none of the actual <laughs> awards? Even though it won like five, they're just all before the show started. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. It is going to win sound, and it's going to win score. score. So it's got those two in the bag. Uh, and editing and production design is nominated for both, right? Yeah. So it's possibly going to win either one of those. Yeah, it's got a chance for those. Oh, well, it's got a chance for production design. I don't think it's Production design in particular. I think production design's got a real good chance. I think so. Um, I'm trying to think uh, of what could editing's be. gonna be a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, editing will be tougher. The editing's always kind of a crapshoot category. Who's gonna win it? The winner always seems. 
Yeah. Pretty uh, tougher for one to nail down a lot of the time. It really is. And Dune could win. Like, it is edited really it well. It's, I think it's a real possibility. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say it's dead in the water. Like, it's definitely got a fighting chance here. I can, I can definitely see something like Don't Look Up winning just because it's the most edited. Yeah, Don't Look Up. But did Vice... Vice didn't win best editing though, or neither did Big Short, right? Like that kind of editing style that that Adam McKay's been doing for the past few movies hasn't really been. Yeah, Oscars haven't seemed to love it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, they'll probably just give it to Power of the Dog. That, that, that tends to be their default. I hope not. I don't think <laughs> the editing of Power of the Dog was anything super special. I thought it was good, but yeah, it wouldn't be my pick. I no, I guess it was yeah. fine. It was good, but it wasn't like it didn't go above and beyond. Like, Feel tick tick don't look up most definitely did yeah even though i obviously wasn't a huge fan of the film i i would give it to tick tick boom yeah the editing tick tick boom is really good that'd be my like it was that and garfield were the standouts so i'm glad those were really really the two big noms it got for the the year so yeah the, the the editing is really really well done so uh, that, that's everything on my end. I, I didn't really get any other stories. I just want to talk about the Oscars. Is there anything you want to talk about, Trist? No. I mean, the Oscars are really the only big thing besides yeah. Batman, which you've also already covered. We are yeah, still right. sort of just coming out of that, you know, dead area for movies and slowly starting to get into the, the summer movie season here. So it's still a good month or two out before it's full swing, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, March, honestly, I think. I think it's just a sign of how I, I think you already know I'm very bullish on this year. I think this year is going to be great for film. I think it's contending to compete with 2019 for films. Like, you know, I'm way too high on this year. My expectations are overblown at this point, but even March is strong. And I think that just shows that, you know, there's continuously going to be good films this year. Uh, Batman is coming out obviously at the end of this week, uh, which I'm going to watch opening night. And then at the end of this month, kind of bookend march as a whole everything everywhere all at once have you heard of that movie trust uh i think i've seen the poster with all the eyes on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and i remember this post this i can't remember what it was about i very much am excited yeah it is in my top eight uh for like my anticipation like it's one of the films i'm extremely excited for i didn't realize it was out in march until a few days ago i looked up some release dates for movies and it just popped up. I think I looked up what's coming out in March and it popped up and I was blown away. Uh, I can't believe it. We're, we're getting one of my most anticipated films already at the end of the month. So I'm going to be watching that, I think, opening night. I'm very excited for it. Uh, obviously, you don't watch trailers, Tristan, but anybody that hasn't seen the trailer, you should go check it out. I think it's the most watched A24 trailer. Like uh, The trailer is really great that it kind of picked up some steam when it was out for a week. The trailer is awesome. It... it blows me away i cannot wait to check this out and you know it's kind of playing off the hype right now i kind of it's coming out at the perfect time because it's about the concept of multiverse which is what all the superhero films are doing right now so i think it is coming out at the perfect time because people are kind of into this multiverse idea so yeah it's yeah. a real popular topic of movies right now <laughs> yeah you know i guess just with like what flash and spider-man and stuff uh, you know it, and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, you know, that's literally the, in the title of the movie, Multiverse, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, I'm really excited for that movie. I'm also, strangely, you know, uh, similar to Batman, optimistic for Doctor Strange. Like, uh, I think it might actually I, be fun. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. Yeah, I know I'm, our I'm is too. really excited for Doctor Strange. 
Who? Jada is real excited for Doctor Strange. Oh, is our little sister is excited for Doctor Strange? She's looking forward to it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she's just a big Scarlet Witch fan. You know what? That's fair. Scarlet Witch is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think what makes me excited for it is the possibility of them doing, like, characters that aren't in, like, already known universes. Because that was one of my oh, biggest... I don't problems. remember what the movie's about here, Quentin. Well, I just I know, know it's about a multiverse, and I've actually not seen any trailers, Tristan. I've, uh, yeah. you know, I've heard like little inklings of, oh, maybe this person cameos. I don't know. But I've been I've hearing a lot of rumors, it. but from everything I've heard, I think it's just hearsay, so I don't really believe any of it. Yeah, yeah mine's mostly hearsay, too, because I've avoided yeah, that. Yeah, none of it's at all, like yeah. anything. I'm avoiding as much as I can. But from what I've gathered, uh, it's mostly just going to be like characters that we haven't seen before. And that was my biggest gripe with Spy Man, right? How it wasn't really a multiverse, it was just a Sony verse. Like, there was no actual, like, Feeling yeah, of they all, I think there. they should have introduced another villain that we haven't met before. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt contained. It did not feel like a multiverse at all. And so, if this movie does do that, that's exciting, right? Like, I think like that actually feels exciting to me. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be exciting. I'm hoping I enjoy it. Once again, that's pretty much 2022 in the bag, baby. I think this year is going to be tons of. I'm hoping it's good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Anyways, that's everything on my end. Have a fantastic day, guys. See ya.